Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George Railroad Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series, you're listening to Podcast Little Fell. Oysters, clams, and cockles. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcast Little Fell. The small council was hijacked by the High Donald, but now we come down a little bit a few days later. And me and Sir Axel Foley, or as a lot of people like to call him Folo on this podcast, we'll be talking about Season 5, Episode 9, Dance with Dragons. We love to dance with them. We did a lot of dancing. And I'm excited to talk about this episode. But before we get started, we are recording on the name day of Sir Axel Folo. Happy birthday, buddy. Love you. And uh, it's an honor to be your, your friend to do the podcast with you, and I'm just tickled pink right now. <laughs> I am tickled pink as well. Thank you very much, Solo. I love you as well, my brother. You know, we we met podcasting, and here we are. And I was going to say, this, this I don't know, we've done, how long have I known you now? Like eight years or something? Six yeah, years? About that. Wait, we, we started talking like 2000, what, seven? What? Whatever the summer before season five of Lost. All right, so it's been it's been a long time, man. And uh, we've recorded on my birthday many a podcast, and I always enjoy doing it, dude. It's something I look forward to. I'm I'm psyched to talk about um, this week's episode, and I am super psyched to have you asking me some questions. Yes, and I have right now. Five questions for you. We're going to be talking about other things because you know how we go on tangents. All right. Question number one. Are you ready? Yes. Actually, I got six questions for you. First question. What would you buy? Oysters, clams, or cockles? <laughs> I would. You know what, man? I don't eat seafood. I'm Irish, dude. Even though it's an island, Irish people don't like uh, like fish and shit like that, man. At least this Irish guy doesn't. I would, you know what I'd okay. do is I'd buy a clam and I'd pretend that I was like sucking it down, but I'd kind of let it slide out, like fall back, like I'd kind of trick her. And then I'd like walk out of the scene and that would be my cameo. Clams and cockles. Okay, enough of that. All right. Real question number one Is Jon Snow safe at Castle Black? Gosh, yeah, I don't, um, first of all, I don't think anybody is safe at Castle Black. If the question is whether a lot of people are talking about Ali might try to take him out or the other, um, the, uh, the other guys there on the wall, but I, you know, I don't, uh, I I think he is, I think he's in good shape. I think he's in better shape than we think he is. 
Um, I think there might be some resistance, but one thing I noticed is when the wildlings came in, they walked right through the tunnel and then they walked right out the door. So they are going to that gift area, you know, it's called the gift, right? Where they're going to settle. So I, I would suppose that they're going to be like a ways away from Castle Black, um, and then with Davos coming, I think that that's going to present a opportunity for Jon Snow maybe to um, get rid of some of the more aggressive wildlings by, I guess, I mean, that's what Stannis was basically is, is going to ask for, right, through Davos, which is, he said to Davos, go tell him to send me men and and or did he say wildlings because you figure hey the wildlings might not want to fight for stannis but they're they'll surely enjoy you know killing some uh northerners right yeah and getting some of well, their aggression out well yeah i can't remember now what but but it's like they only have 50 men at castle black so if, if they if he said send me your men there'd be no one left so i'm assuming it's wildlings but would stay how would stannis know well i guess you know how would stannis know that he john succeeded in getting the wildlings over would he send a raven i don't i would I'm a little confused may, oh that's an intri- well you know what that's one of the things that we just have to kind of give ourselves over to isn't it you know like yeah that's true Sometimes people know things and sometimes people don't. But to answer your question, yeah, I think John is safer than we think. And I don't know. I just don't see this Ollie thing playing out. I, I think maybe he's going to die or something. They have concentrated on him, but, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm not, I guess I'm just not really that interested in it, but. Yeah. I, it, this whole series foreshadows and they've been doing, it's almost like they've been overdoing it with Ollie. And I'm hoping that I mean not that I can't see him go after John. Um, I could see him go after Sam. That's kind of like where I'm leading towards. I, mm. you know, I I think John's going to be fine. Um, I I just think he's going to be you know it. Maybe John escapes and goes with the wildlings, and Tormund helps him out, and he's like, "Come on, let's go," or uh, I don't know. I just don't know what this or. I don't know. Ollie kills himself. I, you know, I'm I'm predicting a lot of people are gonna kill themselves. I gotta stop that. <laughs> but but I, I just I, I and Sir Alistair Thorne is he? Uh, and then and then there's Ghost. Is it Ghost? John's uh, direwolf. Yes, I believe so. I believe yeah. yeah. So there's Ghost is there. So hopefully they didn't do anything to him, and he'll him him and John maybe will maybe they'll egg say like you're you're gone you got to go with your new people and he leaves and has to go with the wildlings or something or i don't know there's a lot of a lot of things the storyline with John could be done for the season but um i don't, actually i don't think so they're going to they're going to do something with this Ollie kid i just hope it's just i don't know a red herring or just one of those misdirection things yeah, I, I, whatever it is, I just hope that it doesn't take the whole episode. <clears throat> I hope it's not the whole focus of what's going on at Castle Black because I'm way more interested in a lot of other things. 
Um, mm-hmm. And but you bring up something interesting. Maybe Ollie will go after Sam or Gilly or Little Sam, or he'll kidnap Little Sam or you know. But I don't know. I kind of see him dying or something. I don't know. But I, like I said, it's not to me. I want to see Davos get there. And speaking of which, I want to see Davos get, get there too. Now, after what they did to Shireen, once Davos finds out about them sacrificing the little uh, grayscale daughter, um, will Davos stay loyal to Stannis? I don't think so. I really don't. I think there's a big difference between chopping off someone's fingers and burning Mm -hmm. someone at the stake, especially when it's your daughter and she is like a 12 or 13-year-old little girl who Davos loves, especially after the loss of his son, also due to Stannis and Melisandre. So um, I will, not directly, but, you know, for their cause. Uh, So, no way. I think Davos. I I think Davos is might become a free agent and end up somewhere different. Maybe he'll even take the black. Dude, I'm telling you right now. I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. My theory: Jon Snow, Davos, Tormund. They're like going to be the three keys, and then the giant will just always be in the background, hovering <laughs> over. <laughs> but three I, amigos and a giant. Three amigos, they're going to go to Dorne. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, we already had that. No, I just, I'm sensing, I, I called it a while ago. Uh, I just feel Jon Snow and Tormund, the, kind of how they came together at Hard Home. I just believe the two of them, they've been setting that up for a long time. I just, I love the two of them. And they bring Davos in there. He can, He can be like, you know do his thing and i i kind of like i'm hoping they go towards that dynamic it's game of thrones it probably won't happen but you know me i love i love guys getting together and you like uniting together for a cause or (laughs) you know like what about the brotherhood without banners i want to see them again what the hell folo yeah no i'd love to see them but i think your idea is fantastic and uh, i think look let's see um you know, knowing this show like we're talking about and how people communicate, um, Davos could get there and then there could be a raven or the news could have passed to them of what occurred. I just think, I don't think, I that I just definitely think that would be the final straw. I mean, he already was so suspect of Melisandre and even though um, he has seen a bit of what she can do, I don't think he thinks it's a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a question of whether he really thinks she's magical or she's tricking Stannis or whatever, like I think. But I think that um, he doesn't think it's... And this this would destroy him. And I think taking the black would be awesome if he did that. And then he could kind of become like the hand of the Lord Commander. You know, you're amazing, Axel. As I look at my list of questions, you've been, like, with what you just talked about, it, like, transitioned to my next question. You just were simpatico, brother. Yeah, baby. Happy name. All right. In your opinion, is Melisandre a fraud? 
No, I don't think she's a fraud. I think that she is, um, I think that she is in touch with some sort of, you know, my overall theory, man. I think Melisandre is tricking Stannis in order to take out everyone near him, know his plans, um, ascend him to the throne only so it's easier to take him out when Danny arrives. Mm. So I think, and I think she's doing things like burning his daughter in public because that was the weirdest thing to me is like, these guys are all like cell swords from Bravos, right? Why would you gather them all around to watch the guy they're supposed to be following murder his own daughter in the name of some religion that I don't think is their, I mean, who knows if it's their religion, but it's not like they're a bunch of followers or maybe I was wrong and that's who gathered was just the followers, but it just seemed weird to me, man. So I think like she is trying to destroy him and get it to the point. So her, her fire queen, Danny can come over and take over everything. But I don't think she's a fraud. I think that she definitely really is believes in this God, in this Lord of Light, even if they laid a little hint to us. Remember when we saw um the what is it, the band of brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers without banners. Brothers, <laughs> brothers without banners. Remember <laughs> the Band of Brothers Spielberg uh, miniseries. No, yes. great miniseries. Oh, I loved it, man. Um, yeah, it was... Remember the guy said, "I didn't really believe any of this until I brought him back to life the first time." Like, mm. and then maybe Melisandre really believed, but that really is the only magical thing she ever did was do the smoke baby. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's coming from somewhere. And that's what intrigues me, because I don't think that railroad is going to leave the explanation as it's the gods. I think there is some sort of opposing. Um, I think there's some sort of opposing force of fire, like there is the Knights King and all that. And I, I think Danny is just really a part of it. So who knows, maybe the stone men are going to be a part of it too. I had this, I want to drop this theory, right? Ooh, I like theories. Which is that the, so the Valerian steel and the dragon stone, a dragon stone can kill the white, the whites or the white walkers, I should say. Right. Yeah. Cause you can, anyone can kill the white. Yeah, but can they, though? Because the whites are so crazy. So who could battle the whites? How about if the stone men, how about if Danny, through, like, maybe grayscale is some sort of dragon scale disease, and they'll follow the dragons, or somehow she can control them. So what we're eventually going to see is the whites versus the stone men, and then, like, Danny and John and whoever else versus the White Walkers, you know? So, like, those are their kind of soldiers become the actual stone men. That would be kind of interesting. Ooh, interesting. I, like, I fucking love that. 
Um, cause you know, my prediction was that, you know, cause Donald asked us, you know, where, where is Danny going? And I think he's going to, they're going to Valeria. I think it's called Valeria. Yeah. It sounds like a disease. And, and cause you know, cause Drogon was doing recon work flying around and I, I, that's where I think she's going. I mean, that might be, I, I think so, but I, you know, it'd be kind of cool to link that with the stone men and. You know whether whether the stone men just they become all like zombified and follow her like they stop doing what they're doing, and they're just like they just follow her like the whites do, or maybe she can control them. Might be a little crazy, but you know what? I love it, and I love craziness. So, mm-hmm. speaking of which, do you think now we finally we got a good old boy Tyrion with Danny? gonna consult her finally it was like this is awesome now she flies away do you think she comes back to marine to say hey guys let's go and let's cruise over or are they stuck there like what are some of your thoughts with that because for me after all this i'm just like okay where is she going if she goes on i hope she doesn't go on her own little journey it's almost like we revert back to season one but I'm just wondering what the guys do there in Marine, and are are they still, you know, under harm's way? Or, uh, uh, let's okay. I got a f- like questions A, B, and C to do with the Marine thing. But first, is Danny coming back to Marine? Okay, my hope, my desire is that you are correct, and she goes to Valeria, and she meets some sort of mythical creature similar to how. Uh, branded and that this some this creature or person or entity starts to teach her more about the dragons or she gets in touch with drogon or she finds an ancient scroll or something i hope she does go on a journey and just leaves the guys hanging out there waiting for her but i suspect that the dragon just took her to the temple and you know She's going to be back in the pyramid, and I think that they, again, my my hope is that they just talk, and she's like, "Look, this is like a no win situation. What am I going to do? Slaughter everybody? Yeah, I got to leave. This is not. I've got to let these people figure out their own destiny. It's not, my destiny is in Westeros. I like it because I'm 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 done with Marine. Uh, I mean, there was this speculation. Okay, who is the leader of the sons of the happy like his dar was like oh i just had to make sure things were copacetic and uh, i'm here sorry i'm late but then he gets killed i mean he gets stabbed right in the heart um that could have been just chaos who do you think is the is there an insider that's the leader of the the happy or you think it's just i mean everyone's respected it was his dar maybe dario it could be you know who who knows it could be obama gray worm sunday who knows uh <laughs> <laughs> do you think does it matter now or what do you think i thought it was his dar belobi that's what i call him <laughs> but um he did pretty clearly get stabbed in the heart um i was wrong um during the initial reaction i oh, watched unlock i watched it again and then somebody sent a screen grab might have been donald um or tim and yeah he's dead so um I thought it was, I don't really even, I don't know if that's going to matter, you know? 
I think the only way it could matter is if the boy, our boys, Jorah, which I love, he's awesome. Think that spearing of that hoppy and just his fighting at his old age. He was like the veteran, and he, he came through. Uh, but like, what what's their fate there? And what what about the other two dragons? Is it is the hoppy all scared and gone? Uh, you know, it, it's it's there's still a little bit of a confusion there for me. Uh, and the unsullied, like, <laughs> do they have any left? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean. First of all, can I just, I'll answer your question, but I just want to make the comment that I agree with everybody who pointed out how, how poorly the Unsullied end up fighting when they're not marching in line, you know, and doing that old type of battling. It's like she went from complete opposites from being Khaleesi and called Drogo's people who were like animals and great fighters and on horse and warrior and kind of like, um, you know, could do that, um, uh, what am I saying? Like kind of renegade rebels kind of fighting, um, as opposed to the kind of fighting that the Unsullied do, which is so organized and they're just not as effective. I think she might just march everybody the hell out of there and take her dragons with her. Yeah. And if she did that, then that's good. They're not going to try to kill them on the way out. You know, it might be that we see a final shot, which just came into my mind, of Danny and the Unsullied, and they're all marching out, and then you look back and you see all the harpies with their masks on, and then they just all take them off, and you see it's just regular people. Yeah. And then you you start to understand that this was a, 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 a war she could never win. You know, this insurgency, you can't win. Um, you have to let the people figure it out themselves. And even though you're going to leave it in horrible conditions, maybe worse than it was before, you know, people were in slavery, but it wasn't mass rape and murder. It might descend into a civil war, but that's what she wrought. And she, I think that's really what, that's the hard thing that Danny has to learn, not how to win, how to lose because Mm -hmm. she's, she, she went on a roll and now she's got to learn. I don't know. I, I was wrong. I've got to, I got to let them do their thing. So that to me would be a cool thing to do, but where she, if she would go directly to Westeros, I think that the battle with the dragon proved that the dra- even dra- dragon, um, I am human, uh, is, um, human. <laughs> is not ready. He's not big enough. Yeah, and and that's one thing I pointed out was, I mean, when he first gets there, he actually uh, he kills some son of the hoppy with his fire, but also an unsullied was in there and got in the crossfire friendly yeah, fire. Yep. But this is probably the first time he got attacked, and so he's kind of with the spears coming at him. So this was new. I mean, he's young in in essence, and he's not fully grown, and so it was like, whoa, I'm getting attacked by spears. What's going on? I, I you know, so. Um, now, real quick, did you before I get to my my Axel question of the week, and then also I have a uh, Lady Solo question for you. Lady Solo has a question of the week for you. Um, but um, you ready for this question? Live on podcast, little fell. Yes, we're live. All right, my question to you: Where the fuck is Varys? Oh man, gosh. Um, 
maybe he's still looking for Tyrion, you know? <laughs> he's in the brothel still. Yeah. We'll see him all hammered. There's the little Empress. Jesus, son of a eunuch. I mean, I want him. Of course I want him to appear, but I suspect that that we may not see him until next season. Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm starting to feel like there's so many kind of things to tie up. I don't know how they're going to do it all in one episode as cleanly as maybe they did in other seasons, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I hope he shows up. But what? Maybe he'll give that last bit of advice that pushes Danny over the edge to leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'll tell you. It, it last year was probably the first finale that was had more like cliffhangers because we had you know that yeah. big things happen. It was like, whoa, this never happens in the finale because you know the first few seasons they were setting up the next season. So maybe as they get caught up to the books and the show, I mean, the the show already has, you know, the whole episode nine thing. Well, most of it happened in episode eight and then the, the Marine stuff in episode nine. So it was almost like the two, those together would be an epic episode. Um, They're starting to change formats maybe. And maybe it's kind of just, Will they wrap stuff up? I mean, they. I mean, I like the Arya stuff. I gotta believe we're gonna not wrap it up, but I'm sure this whole Sir Marin Trent thing and whether she kills the Thin Man, that whole thing is probably gonna. Uh, I, I believe that they'll wrap that up in this episode. Um, what? What? What are? Um, where are you where are you at with this season? I'm sure you've rewatched and we've been discussing it all season. Are have you enjoyed this season? Um, is is it been different experience for you, Axel? What you what's kind of your I'm, mindset? I'm glad you asked that question, Heath Snowlow of the House of Snowlow, <laughs> because this is this goes back to the um, when we did the pre-season kind of get ready cast um preview with that ended up just being matt and i um and what i said was i thought was going to be defining moments is really the how i suspected this season would divide book readers and non-book readers as we refer to them brs and nbrs and i think that's totally true man because you see all the controversial stuff that happened the people that are up in arms mostly not all mostly are the book readers whereas the non-book readers are just taking everything as it comes and accepting that it's part of this really very dark and sometimes sadistic television show Mm mm-hmm so I do think this season's been a little rough. Um, and I'm about to say something. I was thinking about this earlier today. And and it, it kind of occurred to me that I have to admit this. Because, you know, we've been talking off and on um, on Twitter, on this podcast, of course. The whole kind of community that watches yep. this show and talks about it. Um about you know the nbr and the br thing and how they've used more television conventions this season and some plots have dragged and i'm just gonna say this i will admit this okay 
Okay. I may become an, a BR because you sent me the book for my birthday, thank you, and I've already read the first page, so I'm already a BR. Oh, uh, you read the first page. You're officially page. a BR. <laughs> I don't know if I understood it, but I read it. No, I liked it. <laughs> um, the show is better when it has the book to guide it. It's just true. And I don't... Look, my favorite film of all time is 2001. Okay? A Space Odyssey. A Space Odyssey. My favorite book of all time is... 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> i read the book first when i was about nine years old i started reading arthur c clark books i just picked one up and it looked interesting it was about dolphins and how they communicate with people and i just read by the time i was 12 i had read every book that he wrote and when i watched the film i was in awe i thought it was an amazing amazing film but it couldn't touch what happens in the book even though that particular book was written to be a film, if you know about the history of how they kind of wrote it a bit together at the Chelsea Hotel, and there's a great story behind 2001. Um, there's so much more that happens in the books. There's so much more depth that the seasons that they told, they knew, this season they had the books, okay, but they knew, but I think that they feared they wouldn't, so they started making changes. And I, do, I think on average, the changes probably aren't as strong. A lot of the changes, I think, made it, made it more sense for television and also for the story. Like, I hear some of the weird crap that happens in the book, and I'm like, I'm glad that's not in the TV show. Because that, yeah, <laughs> that would take so many scenes to explain you know, it's just, but I have to admit that. So I am a little concerned about the show and I am a little bit concerned that in my mind and in the mind of many people, this is still the best produced television show on the air, probably in the world. But I think that the story has had some bumps this season. I don't, I don't think that they can't write it, and I very much enjoyed it, but the depth, the way that they used to be able to just drop little things that you thought were meaningless, and then you pick up on them later, they're pushing things a little bit harder now because mm -hmm. I don't think that they have that depth that they can fall back on. So to answer your question... I have felt that this season has been a little trying at times, though I have totally enjoyed it. I can't say that it's my favorite season. You know, I don't yeah. think it's bad, but I don't think it's my favorite season. Yeah, it, I, I this season I feel like is like Star Wars Episode 2. Attack of the Clones, where oh no, what? <laughs> yeah, well, and let well from my point of view, let me tell let me tell you why. I like the film, but I I I don't like the film as a whole. But I like like five or six different scenes. I think are awesome. Okay, yeah, yep. Like Yoda fighting, and you know, just the stuff with Jango Fett in the rain on that. Like, oh, I yeah. think there's a lot of sequences that are that are really awesome. But as the film as a whole, might you know doesn't have it in this season like the stuff with jorah and Tyrion and the stone man and like there's ver various things that i think are just epic and awesome 
but I am, it's a little clunky. Like the stuff that's really bothering me is the Dorn stuff, the three amigos stuff and the waste of Braun and Jamie for this season really upset me. And this whole sand snake build up and it just fell flat. And I guess in all great shows that they're not going to be perfect. Uh, that just worries me, and I hate the excuse of, well, they only had a short time at Dorne to shoot. Well, you know what? Get a damn soundstage. Start trying to be so damn epic and get the, get it right. Now, that the, the Dorne stuff's really bothered me. As I listen to podcasts and I think about this season, I'm like, man, wh- why did they screw this up so bad? You know? And, and so I'm just – the Dorne stuff's really stuck in me uh, at this point. It just felt like – they should just edit it all out. Oh, Sir wow. sends Jamie on the Black Ops mission, and we never see him again until next yeah. season. Yeah. No, I. that's funny because I just saw a tweet uh, to us from Dubber Ducky saying, can Dorn be saved? And I think <laughs> that that's what they're making reference to. And I think it can be. I think that it could be an interesting place. I think it's kind of hilarious that for weeks we heard about oh they only had a limited time to shoot in the garden blah 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 and then in in like one shot they blew it away in that awesome room that they had the conversation in yeah like they could have just done everything in that room and that was a great shot of you know from below not only showing the majesty of of the room but showing that jamie kind of felt confident and also but the guy's big sword in the shot i thought it was a great shot um, yeah, the Dorn stuff is sucked, man. And, you know, somebody else in the podcast, I think Tim, DJ Tim Hines said that a, a Raven could have solved all this. Yeah, I know. You know, I and know. it was so stupid. Also, it's like, who sent the box? Well, obviously it was a, what's her name? A Loria? A Laria? Yeah, Lara. Um, it was her and, and, and Doran looked right at her and it was, I won, I watched it the second time. It was completely obvious that she was like looking at him kind of admitting and he was like, I know you did it. So, you know, from my room, the only thing I can take from it is this, at least we got to see Jamie and Braun, Braun, I should say, um, but they were fun we got to see, I mean, the sand snakes were not anything interesting at all. Um, but that's just kind of, I think was bad writing. Um, but I think it can be saved because of the last scene with, um, Alara and Jamie, where she kind of says to him, I know it wasn't really you, but then who really was it? Well, it was also, it was her, their father who's dead, but it was Cersei too, because Cersei now, like, um, the mountain is like Cersei's animal, you know, mm-hmm. secret um, weapon. Yeah. Possibly. So does that mean that we're going to see something develop where I'm wrong and Cersei doesn't die next episode and Alara goes to King's Landing and tries to take out Cersei or, and then pitting Jamie against, uh, are we going to see some sort of thing with that and also the fact that um uh see her dressed as the nun come in (laughs) oh shoot it's like like, minutes um i could see the son the prince joining the small council to be interesting too 
I like this actor playing the prince. I liked I think him too. Some potential there. Yeah, I thought he was a. I thought he was a. The kid did a good job with what little he had to do. Mm-hmm. Just with the facial expressions as an actor, you know that can be everything. You know. Yeah, and he's got the uh, the the presence. Yeah. Of Oberyn, he, he you could see it in him. Yeah, that's a great. So I think that those could be interesting, but I think overall there's no question that when I was talking about things that didn't go well, that's what I was talking about a a lot. And I mean, there's some other things too, but in general, those scenes have dragged down the episodes that they were in. Yeah. You know, and and comically bad. Yeah. So now, do you think there's a long con here with the whole maybe Lannister- uh, Martell alliance that seems to be sort of, or yes. or, or is Dorian thinking long term long con revenge? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. It, because that's the way everybody thinks in this world. Yeah, that's nobody true. I'm sends not saying anything too groundbreaking. Well, no, but it's it's definitely worth pointing out. Solo, don't don't put yourself down, brother. Oh, well, was I put myself down? You're oh, the sorry. grand maester, man. Come on. Oh, um, yeah. That's early for me. I think that definitely he's got something going on. Most definitely. You don't send your son into the hornet's nest without a plan. Yeah, and plus at the beginning of the season where Alara or Alaria or uh, Oberyn's paramour uh, is like, we, we got to act now. Piece by piece we'll take her apart. And he's like, just relax. We don't want to start a war. Yeah. I don't know what accent I'm doing. Maybe he knows what's going on and he's already been in contact with the High Sparrow. Well, wow. That I don't think, but it would be damn interesting. Or Stannis. Yeah, there's got to be something because he's like, be patient. And he's staring out into the garden. And, you know, they had limited time there, but they at least got the shot of him staring. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but there's got to be, yeah, there's got to be stuff that he's been where he hasn't just been sitting there with no spine, as she said, and doing nothing. You know, he's been doing stuff. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. I do have before we get into like some just some final things you want to touch upon with your, you know, Twitter uh, conversations and stuff. Lady Solo brought up a good point and this. Uh, we because I, I caught her up with the episodes last night, and it has to do with Jack and Hagar, and she just kind of brought this up. And I don't know if we've ever talked about it on Winterfell. Maybe we have. I'm sure we have because it's been since season two. But with the the way she, we were watching, you know, Jack and Hagar being kind of the leader there and training Arya and stuff, and she she asked me, she goes, what, "Then if he's so like elusive and like an assassin and all that." Why why was he caught in that cage uh when they were on their way to the wall uh which they never and they end up going to uh uh Heron Hall if he's so like this assassin was it a planned thing where he wanted to meet Arya or why was he in that cage caught as a prisoner I don't know maybe Arya is some sort of chosen one and he was there for her the entire time or maybe it sometimes a, a good assassin knows that you have to get captured. Yeah. You know or he maybe, wasn't he was on a different mission yeah, maybe. And yeah and he wasn't in direct danger. 
You know what I mean? That's like happened. Yeah. He ha- he probably had confidence in himself that, okay, look, I'm not going to fight these 20 guys, um, but I'll let him put me in a cage and I'll, I'll escape, you know, I'll get out. So, but it could also be, I've heard that brought up that it could, it could point to him like having trained Arya before, or, you know, the big theory, which I think we can totally talk about because people yes. on the show have it. It's not a book thing as far as I know, um, which is that he is also Serial uh, Pharrell or whatever, her teacher. Mm-hmm. That supposedly Sir Marin Trent killed. Ooh, which would be a great link. Thinking about it now, with the whole Arya wanting to, kill, wanting to go off her mission and kill Sir Marin Trent... Because Sir Marin Trent allegedly killed Cyril Pharrell. It'd be interesting if all of a sudden, like, Jock and Hagar changed his face to Cyril Pharrell and was like, I was with you the whole time. Yeah. Yep. That would be pretty Uh-oh. cool. That would be awesome. Well, so it probably won't happen since it's going to be awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's, is there anything else, buddy? You on your birthday? It's your name day. Uh, I'm your fool, so I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I wanted to address. I kind of addressed it before. There is a guy, um, and I, we're so. I, I do want to thank people who tweet at us at podcast L and join the conversation and know that when we talk about it on the air, I mean we're just fans. Um, you know, like everyone else, this is a fan podcast. We ain't getting paid to do this, though. We might. Not. Nope, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, and that uh, that was, uh, I'm looking on my timeline here, Mr. Jones and me that Donald had talked about. And they had a little exchange where uh, the guy's name's Steve, and he was saying when Stannis killed his brother in the books, he constantly reminds uh, I guess Melisandre, how he hates himself for doing it. Just how going back to the whole Stannis thing of me sa- and me and Donald saying like it was very obvious in the show, and then people saying what well, was different in the books, and me saying like, okay, I can agree with you. I mean, I don't, I didn't read the books, but I could totally see. The example I'm thinking of is another Arthur C. Clarke book, Childhood's End, is going to be made into a mini series on I think like the Sci Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. in the fall and there's that book has changed my life it's an amazing if people who have read it are listening they know it's it's it, it's a fantastic but there's no way the sci-fi channel is going to do that book justice but to see something like game of thrones where people have read this these books for years and formed fan communities and websites and all that kind of stuff before the show even came out then to have the best outfit in the world make it into a TV show, I can see the way expectations are so high. But mm. again, you can say, you know, they say a picture paints a thousand words, but a thousand words is a thousand words. You can really get deep into someone's psyche. You know, two pages of how Stannis felt could be more meaningful than everything we've seen of him in the show so far. You know, because there's so many characters. So I don't disagree. I want to unite book readers and non-book readers. I want us to live in harmony together. You're like a Mance Raider. (laughs) I am, right? We're the wildlings, baby. Let's join together. Just enjoy the show. 
I'm cool with saying that the show has problems. We talk about it all the time. I admit that it's stronger when it has the backing of a fantastically long-winded, written, huge tome of a book. Um, but I still enjoy the show, and you got to take the show for what it is. So I just want to say to all those BRs and NBRs out there, can't we all just get along? You know, let's just be together as one and, and enjoy this show together. You know what, Axel? I agree. I follow you. I'm like your torment. Yeah. And you're book... a Raider, and I'm going to open the gates <laughs> right now. Because book Re- readers have been good, man. Readers. What's that? Book readers have been really good to us NBRs. A lot of people are really good at not spoiling. and No, so, they really are. Yeah, it's like this weird thing. I think it's so fun when you think about it. Like, people write like, you know. Well, you know what, too? I think, you know what, I, I, I really get enjoyment out of the book readers listening and seeing our reactions. They know what's coming, and yeah. they, I, they, they get excited to see just TV show watches, how they're going to react to things. Yeah. And like with the red wedding and the purple wedding and all kinds of stuff. And I, and I like that. And any book reader I've talked to on a podcast, tweeted with, they've all been very respectful and are just been great. Um, I, 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 I like the reason why I haven't really come, chimed in. I thought your monologue about, about the book reading and about the season, I, I you hit exactly how i feel and you said it so eloquently anyway um it was amazing and i i really uh i think you 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 painted it in in a less than an hour podcast in a less than three minute speech you put it out there perfectly and yeah the the books i mean you can do so much in a book you can it can be slow for 10, 15 pages, but you know there's so many other pages coming that you know something's going to happen. TV show, it's tough because you got to try to capture all this stuff in an hour and make you come back next week. And I've heard like some people about to give up on the show because of two slow episodes. But like, I don't know. I'm okay with that because there's so much. I'd rather get great information, great character buildup, great foreshadowing, great this and that in order to get the payoff. That's what this show's about for me. I don't need deaths and fires every episode or Melisandre naked. It Well, okay, maybe we need that every episode. But regardless of that, joking, of course, uh, it's, again, going to be interesting to go back a few months after the season ends and rewatch it and be like, okay, what, what do I have a problem with now? What, you know, based on what happens the last few episodes. So, yes, let's... Let's well. It looks like we may unite because if they're caught up with the books after this finale, maybe with a few more things left for next season, we may all have to be united to keep the show going. So, yeah, man, I totally agree. I mean, you know, um, people are passionate about something and they care, and I think that that's super cool. You know, we all care about something, and that's what we're united in. I was trying to think of anything else I had to say. I would like to have some, I would like to talk about some predictions. Can we do predictions? Can I get your top three predictions? Okay, so I'm going to ask you really quick. One, who is going to die in the final episode? Okay, um, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say two people are going to die in the final episode. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Stannis Baratheon. Oh, damn. And Ollie. Oh. Sam's going to kill Ollie. Snapidocious. So those are my those are my two. What are your two, buddy? I or think one or five. I think four people are going to die. Oh now. shoot, four people. And we agree on one. I think Stannis, Ollie, Cersei, and Ramsay are all going to die. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I you've convinced me. I think I think Cersei hangs herself. Oh. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking she's going to take her own life. So, I'm going to add a third there, Cersei, which would be crazy thinking about she's an original cast member. It's been going so but it just I hope not because I want to I want to see more of her, but she may go. She may go. Okay. All, All right. right. Next up. Next up. Will we see a so-called battle at Winterfell or will they save that for next season? I think we're going to see the beginnings of the battle, but not the whole thing because I still think Brienne, I think Brienne's going to kill Stannis. So I think it's going to be like the beginnings of it because Brienne's been in that tower and we haven't seen her. We saw her like once in like three or four episodes that's got to happen. Uh, so I'm, I don't think we're going to have the whole... It may be one of those things where we come back next season. Uh, it, it, like, say Brienne kills Stannis, and then if... I don't know if Ramsey or, or Roos or anybody gets killed. If they don't, then it could be that... I don't know if they would do that. Well, this is what happened in the battle. Or maybe, you know... I don't... No, I don't think we're going to see the battle. It just... If it is, I think it's gonna. With all they have to wrap up, I, I just don't see. Think there's enough time. Well, I guess you could do like a ten to twelve minute battle. That would be quick. Um, I'm hoping. It, I'm hoping the this battle is big, epic. Like they turn the tide in like episode two of next season. We have a big battle episode. That's like episode nine, and it blows us away. Okay. I do not think so either because I don't think there is going to be a battle at Winterfell. I continue to believe that something's going to happen that's going to make it like a no contest. Either it's going to be the Melisandre magic or, or like Brienne, like you're saying, um, or something. I just think that the conflict is never going to happen. Interesting. Okay. I, I would buy that. Okay. My third question. Third question. How will the episode end? Oh. Hmm. That's a a great question. Um, Episode 10 of season five, entitled Follow and Snowlow Live, will end with Cersei hanging herself and Jamie finally getting to King's Landing. And seeing it and falling to his knees. Wow. Wow. There you go. Okay. I have two predictions for this. Oh, two. One, snow falling at King's Landing. Oh, shoot. 
Like something happens, either it's Cersei, like you're saying, like she dies or um, the, the uh, I don't know, something else. I, don't, I, think I, st- I just think it's going to be her dying. And then snow is going to start falling like winter is coming. Like this, this shit doesn't matter anymore. Oh, and then Jimmy Stewart's running the streets. <laughs> oh. It's a wonderful life. No, it's the opposite, <laughs> right? Um, oh, it's not a wonderful life. I, or yeah, man. I think it's going to be, I'm going to go back to an A Hustler earlier prediction that it's going to be Danny and Dragon landing past the wall and meeting up with um, Bran. That we're going to see, or it ends, either that, or it ends with Bran and Hodor for like the last Last. five, ten minutes. Hodor buck naked, like in season one. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Well, something that just shows what they've been up to. I still think that they're going to show up in this season. And I think it would be good for it to be at the end. So those are my four or five predictions. Ooh, I think, you know what, I like that because we haven't, we're not expecting it. We're like, oh, I guess they're not going to be in this season. It'd be awesome if the three-eyed crow or raven or whatever is like, and Bran says something like, I'm ready to, or uh, you know, you know, some dramatic thing to get us all crazy. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, All right. Any more uh, prediction questions? No, I think that's it, man. All right. I predict it's going to be an awesome episode. Me too. Like this little fell lives. Send us a uh, email at podcastlittlefell at gmail.com. You can tweet us at podcastl to continue the conversation. Any final words on your name day, Sir Axel Foley? Dara Gailey's. Dara Gailey's, Dracaris, Drogon, and Vla. Or whatever she said, Fly or Vlad. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon on the Small Council. Yeah, baby. Good job, buddy. Say this, Axel. We've been co- podcasting for about eight years. Maybe maybe we've been podcasting since Whoa. the 80s. We just Whoa. don't realize that. Wait, hold on a second, man. My dogs are going nuts. Oh, the dogs. See, I like the dogs. The, the dire wolves protect Axel on his birthday. I hope Axel leaves the dogs in, in the podcast. The dogs are a staple of all our podcasts in the film list. Lost Mythos, Lost Revisited Now, Podtourage, all podcasts you can download that we've done. I feel like... Uh, a lot of podcasts where in the middle they just start doing, we've been sponsored by this and that. So we've been sponsored by Dire Wolves, Axel's Dogs. Anyway, enough of that. What's amazing is Game of Thrones, we'd like to hear what you think of this season. Send us an email, podcastlittlefell at gmail.com, or tweet us at podcastl, and uh, let us know. It's one of those... I've enjoyed it, but I'm looking forward to taking time to just relax, rewatch the season after a month or two after we hit the finale this week, and and uh, really uh, 
uh, you know, the Dorn stuff, eh. But there's a lot of great stuff that happened, so we shall see. But send us an email, podcastlittlefell at gmail.com. Let, me, let us seriously, BRs, NBRs, no BRs, send us a little, uh, I don't know, your, your kind of ideas. I'd like to get some cool emails to read on an uh, off-season podcast. Just, you know, maybe even after the finale, let it sink in and send us an email and we can uh, really uh, take it apart and see how this season was. Looking forward to Axel coming back with his direwolves. Hello, Solo. Edit. Hey, I just did a little soliloquy that you might want to keep in. I, I, know, I, I clapped. Winter is coming. Yeah. Um, my game came. Diablo. Uh, Diablo? The devil? Diablo 3. It's a uh, PlayStation game. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, yeah, Keith, but yeah, the dog's this. I can't. Yeah, I'll listen to your you, soliloquy, but you can start again whenever you want. Okay, I'm going to start now. I clapped so you could hear maybe where the end of this is. Anyway, okay. Oysters, clams, and cockles. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.